John chapter 12. If you like, turn your Bibles to John chapter 12, and that's where we're going to be reading today. Um, we're going to be reading in verses 20 to 36. As we talk about, uh, I'm going to talk to you as we continue up talking about the, uh, the promise of intimate, uh, the pattern of intimate prayer. Um, how, um, I'm going to talk to you today particularly about how informed prayer empowers spiritual hearing. Informed prayer. And that's what we've been trying to do the last many weeks is inform ourselves about how to pray. Um, not, we're not praying ignorantly. We're not, Jesus didn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to be informed about how to have genuine, meaningful prayer that communicates, that touches base with the Father, that connects with God and what we, how, we, how we do that. So, and when we do that, we're going to find out that there, it, in, it empowers us it opens up our spiritual hearing. It's really quite amazing. And we're able to hear from the Lord. In John chapter 12, verses 20 to 36, because I tell you, that is what, so, that's what makes the difference in our lives, is hearing from God, is knowing that He is aware of us and that, he is, that we are connected with Him and that He is advising us. And that even sometimes He shares His secrets with us. That is so wonderful. Or he shares his secrets about what he is doing in our lives and even in the lives of other people. So in John chapter 12, verses 20 to 36, we have a situation here where Jesus has just, uh, it's, uh, it's Palm Sunday. He has just uh, ridden into Jerusalem, um, you know, as king of the Jews. He's ridden in there on, on, the, on the donkey, uh, fulfilling the Old Testament pro- prophecy. And now he, uh, this situation comes up. He's in Jerusalem here in some Greeks, in verse 20, who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration, paid a visit to Philip. Who, had, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. And they said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. And Philip and, told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man, again that unique term Jesus used that out of the book of Daniel that refers to the Messiah. Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into His glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Listen to that. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Shall I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. And then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. And when the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared that an angel had spoken to Jesus. Then Jesus told them, Now listen, this voice was not, well, it was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die on the cross, of course. And the crowd responded, Well, we understood from the scripture that the Messiah would live forever. Uh, 
How can you say that the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? <laughs> can, I, can I imagine Jesus after three and a half years of ministry going, <sighs> Jesus replied here, he said, my light will shine for you just a little longer, just a few days longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. So put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. And after these sayings, Jesus went away and he was hidden from them. So we have an interesting encounter here, don't we? Of people who, who heard thunder when it was actually the voice of God that was speaking from heaven. And I think it's interesting that Jesus said, this really wasn't for my benefit because I already know God's plan. It was for yours. And yet, they didn't understand it. They didn't hear his voice. They, didn't, they just thought it had thundered. Informed prayer can empower our spiritual hearing. And that's why we need to hear that it's not thunder, but it was God speaking to us. Father, we pray that as we look at your word today, that it will matter to us, that it will make a difference in our life. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will have freedom to work in our hearts today. Lord, any resistance to you today, I pray that you will keep pounding on that, the, the door of our hearts and knock it down, that we'll see it's way better to give in to you and to do what's right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hearing loss is a real frustration to people. I've been uh, <laughs> finding that I don't hear quite as closely as I used to, <laughs> as, as well as I used to. I've oftentimes have to have Becky repeat things, and I say, it's not your fault, honey, it's mine. I, I don't, it's not that you're talking, uh, is there something wrong with your talking? It's just, I, there's something wrong with my hearing. But, um, so it's kind of a frustrating thing, isn't it? Sometimes if you're with somebody who's hard of hearing, you're always having to repeat yourself, isn't it? It's frustrating for the hearer as well as the speaker. Uh, but um, several years ago, my aunt suffered from um, worn out, painful knees. Now she's doing great now because she's had like four or five knee, knee replacements. But, but the, uh, years ago, she was really having a hard morning one, one, one particular Sunday. And so she decided to stay home. She said, man, my knees are so bad. I'm just going to stay off my feet this morning. And, and uh, so she, she let the family go into church and she stayed home because well, she was feeling so ouchy. Well, there was a dear saint at church, and I can still see her. She was a dear lady. Her name was Mabel. And uh, isn't that a great name? Mabel. Yeah, isn't that a great name? Mabel. And she's a long time in heaven now. But Mabel, uh, she was very, very hard of hearing. Very hard of hearing. And she uh, walked up to my cousin, my aunt's son, before the service and noticed that my aunt was missing. And so she inquired about, about uh, my aunt Sandy or... Kevin's mother and said, uh, um, uh, "Where you know is she okay today? Where is she today?" And my cousin told Mabel that his mom had stayed home that morning because of her bad knees, her bad knees. Mabel kind of, you know, uh, she was gasped and shockingly said, "She has flea bags." <laughs> I don't know what a flea bag is, but um, that's what Mabel heard. She heard flea bags instead of bad knees. And uh, my, my cousin, he, 
he quickly said in a much louder voice, he said, no, I said bad knees, you know. I recall another, an, another Sunday morning when my aunt was in attendance. It seemed like funny things follow my aunt for some, some reason. But uh, uh, she was in attendance this particular day with uh, sitting with my, uh, her uncle Howard, or be my great uncle. And we all loved Uncle Howard, but man, he was deaf. I mean, he, he was to, you had to really yell to, to communicate with Uncle Howard. And... Uh, he was a fun guy to be around. Had the most wonderful laugh of any man I've ever heard. But, but uh, uh, she was sitting next to him, and uh, they had just finished singing. And, and um, so Uncle Howard was trying to find a candy in his pocket. And so he had retrieved a hard candy from, from his pocket and was trying to unwrap it. And it must have been during, it must, they must have entered into prayer time because it was really quiet. And he was making a lot of racket with that, with that paper. And that, 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 that cellophane, you know. And my aunt, you know, she kind of nudges him and kind of, you know, you know, says, shh, you know, you're too loud. And my uncle, in, uh, in typical form, <laughs> he uh, gets the candy out, puts it down, and takes the wrapper in his fingers, between two fingers, and looks at her and just goes, he couldn't hear it, but everybody else could. He was making a lot of racket there, you know. Yeah, I tell you. Uh, he, was, he, was quite a, he was quite a character. I heard another account about a, uh, a man who, was, who had suspected that his wife was losing her hearing. He was so concerned that he asked the doctor about it, and the doctor advised him to try a little experiment that night just before supper to discover if his suspicions were correct. So the husband, he liked the idea, and he decided to try it on his wife that night. And as his wife was standing in the kitchen at the sink, the husband stood about 20 feet behind her and, and inquired and said this, What's for supper? And she didn't respond. So he proceeded to walk about 10 feet closer and said, what's for supper? And she didn't respond. Finally, she, he walked right up behind her. She's at the kitchen sink. And he says, what's for supper? She turned around with a, with a stern look on her face and said, for the third time, chicken. <laughs> Hearing, not being able to hear is aggravating, isn't it? It can be, and sometimes things you do that you don't want people to know, they, they hear it because you, you can't hear yourself doing it. Yeah. <laughs> hearing is, you can, you can get a lot, of misin, a lot of misinformation when you can't hear, or maybe you can't get any at all at times. Hearing, uh, uh, that's true physically, but I found out that it's also true spiritually. That when we can't hear God, when we don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us, we get a lot of misinformation, or sometimes we get none at all. And then we think God's not speaking when actually He is speaking. You just can't hear Him. You just haven't tuned in. You haven't, you haven't uh, tuned in your hearing aid, if you will, to, to the Lord's frequency. Jesus oftentimes at the end of His teachings said this. He said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's a special thing to have spiritual ears, I tell you. It is a gift. It is wonderful. Because the physical hearing has nothing to do with your spiritual ears. You might be deaf or tone deaf or just about deaf physically. But it doesn't mean you can't hear God spiritually. Amen.
Bible tells us that our Creator, at the very beginning, He loves to talk to us. One of the first activities that our parents enjoyed, Adam and Eve, remember there in Genesis, was a time of interchange and fellowship with the Creator. As the Lord walked in the cool of the day, He talked with Adam and Eve. You know, there was this interchange you know, between them. John records an incident here, again, that we just read in chapter 12. And again, it's just six days before Jesus would be crucified and he was informing his listeners about getting some thoughts straight. I mean, this is like, this is like, no, D-Day. This is like zero hour here. Uh, we're coming right down the last part of his ministry and he's trying to get across the, the truth to people and he said, listen, you need to get these, thought, these thoughts straight in your heads and in your hearts that those who don't live with eternity in view, let me tell you, those uh, who love their life so much in this world that they live by this world's ways will ultimately lose their life. If you don't live with eternity in view, you're going to lose your life. But those who purposely care nothing about following the ways of this world will preserve their life for eternity. He was so just, he handled that, you know, he, this isn't the first time he said that. He has said this many times in his ministry. Then Jesus exclaimed to them that he's going to fulfill the purpose for which he came into the world. And he said, Father, bring glory to your name. And suddenly that voice came from heaven, spoke from heaven and said, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do it again. And then we have, you know, when the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder. Others thought an angel had spoken to him. But Jesus was saying, this was not for my benefit. Again, I, I already know God's plans. This is for your benefit. I wish you could have heard what he just said. I wish you had the ears to hear what the Father just spoke about me, about what's getting ready to happen. Jesus, again, he heard the voice clearly, but the crowd only heard it thunder. Jesus informed the crowd that, uh, you know, that God wanted to speak to them. He wanted them to know him and to benefit from that exchange of fellowship. And, and basically Jesus shared, listen, I heard God's voice. I know his plans. I wish you would too. I wish you could hear his voice too. That, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm bringing the end of the devil's power. That's what he's saying. I'm bringing the end of the devil's power. When I die on the cross, I'm going to take the authority away from the devil to control your lives. You'll no longer be controlled by sin. When I die on the cross, I am putting the devil out. Of course, we know the devil is still here, but he no longer has authority over God's people. When we become Christians, there's a new power that we have within us that sin no longer controls us, and the devil no longer has control over us. All he can do is try to tempt us and try to deceive us, try to lie to us, try to devour us. But we are Christians. We, we, have, we possess the Son of God and, and His authority. He has no power over us. The devil does not. That's what Jesus is, is telling us here. Yeah. The people were confused. They thought, oh, I thought the Messiah was supposed to live forever. Isn't that what it says in the Bible? Of course, that it does talk about that, but there's a lot more talks about the Messiah. And again, you can just see Jesus... Will you ever learn? Will you ever, will you ever hear? Will you ever hear what, what God wants to say to you and what His plan is? And He encouraged them to get serious about God while there was still time. The ones, genuine true fellowship with your Heavenly Father involves you being able to hear Him speak 
truth and encouragement and direction to your soul as you, as you fill your heart with the scriptures, as you fill your heart with his word, as you read it, as you ponder it, as you try to uh, memorize it even, as you try to just get it in your noggin, the Holy Spirit will help you and he uses these words as a doorway to speak to your life. He uses these words and from his word to speak to our lives personally and applying his word to us in an intimate fashion and his will to a, a will for our lives in an intimate fashion as well. I tell you, he, it's how we begin to understand, how we hear God, how we begin to understand what he, what he wants with us and the things he has promised us and, and given us. So informed prayer empowers your spiritual hearing. God's not distant from us. We are often distant because we don't have the truth lodged in our souls. That's why, that, that's our problem. We, we can't hear him. But our spiritual hearing is kind of like that old, that old, uh, we used to have radios that were dials. Remember that? Where you had to tune it in? You know, you know that? You, that, oh, I get so frustrated with that because you'd, you'd tune it and just barely touch it and you went too far. Oh, you know, and you'd get it. Take it back a little to the left, the right, the left, the right. And finally, you'd, you'd get it. I mean, it's really precise. Some, some stations were very, very precise. You had to be right on the, right on the money, you know. And uh, our prayer, is, prayer life is like that too, you know. Uh, 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 these prayer principles that we've been talking about the last several weeks are really just fine-tuning, fine-tuning our ability to hear the Lord. Having the right understanding who the Father is is a huge one. Knowing that that really is a huge help in tuning in to hearing God. Treasuring these prayer principles that Jesus is giving us and, and rooting them in, in, in your mind is just a sure way fire, loved ones, of understanding what the thunder is saying. Following Jesus. Teachings on prayer will help you to really tune in your spiritual hearing. Amen. Jesus, he has so passionately taught us about the, the wonder and the goodness of the Father. He wants his disciples to know the spiritual intimacy like he knows the Father. He's already taught us, first of all, that the first priority in prayer uh, that God has for you is not a public one. Jesus already taught us that. That God's first priority for you in prayer is not public. He wants to get alone with you in private. Yeah, God, his first priority is saying, please, you know, I want to be one-on-one -on -one with you. Let's get alone together. You know, let's get in secret. I want to reward you if you'll just get in secret with me. If you'll, if you'll uh, you know, some, some people like to pray in public and it, it can be a, 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 there's nothing wrong with praying in public, but sometimes it can be a pride thing where you're trying to be extra religious or something and, and God's saying, that's not my first priority. My first priority for you is to be alone with you. I want to be alone with you. So take time. Get, get alone with me. And, uh, you know, that was one of the very first principles that we, that we learned many, many week, weeks ago. 
He showed us that the father isn't anything, uh, isn't anything close to being like the false pagan gods who require lots of babbling words from their followers. You know, where these pagans have to work hard just using lots of words to get their God's attention and to wear them out in order to receive what they pray for. Jesus said, no, no, no. He teaches us that, that the father is nothing like that at all. He hears us straight away. We don't need fancy words. We don't even need a lot of words. Jesus said, for he knows what we need before we even ask. Another one of those wonderful principles that will fine-tune our hearing. If we believe that, and we believe the Father wants us to get along with him and that he is good, that we don't have to use a lot of words to be able to communicate with him. Then Jesus taught us that the Father isn't like that sleepy neighbor that we, we talked about in Luke chapter, uh, chapter 11 there, that, that sleepy neighbor who doesn't want to get up out of bed to help, help us with our needs. Nor is he like the, the unjust judge in Luke 18 where he doesn't care one bit about helping us then and uh, who's, who finally only does because we wear him out and by pestering him. Jesus said, no, no, no. The father's not like that. He's not like any one of those people. In both those situations, the father, he hears us the very first time we speak and he goes to work immediately. He hears us the, the very first time we speak and he goes to work immediately. He wants to help us quickly. The uh, persevering part of prayer is simply thanking him. Lord, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for hearing that prayer for my son, my daughter. Thank you for hearing that prayer for that financial need. Thank you, Lord, that you already have heard me. Matter of fact, you even knew that I had, you knew I had the need before I even said it. But thank you already. You're going to work. You're not sleeping in bed. You're not that unjust, like the unjust judge who doesn't want to give me the time of day. You're anxious. You're anxious to help me. Yeah. The ones when you believe those things, you're fine-tuning your you're, you're fine-tuning your hearing. You can you'll start to hear him more more clearly. And Jesus, remember, he said, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more would the Father give good gifts to you? Amen. I tell you, you are fine-tuning to the Father's frequency for sure. Let me just sum up some things with, with three, three uh, principles. Just kind of summarize this a little bit here and uh, to help us. That, that I hope that will help you to, again, to be able to get on God's wavelength better and find the Lord speaking to you more often, more frequently. And the first thing is that Jesus taught us, don't fret about time. Don't fret about time. You know, get that out. It's a habit. It's a bad habit to think, well, I've got to give so much time in prayer or God's not going to hear me. Jesus says, stop thinking that way. Don't fret about time. He taught you that you don't have to keep running on and on and on and on with words, hoping that God has finally heard you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't talk a long time if you want to. You know, it's not, Jesus isn't saying, well, you know, you're only allowed so many words to talk to the Father, you know. He's not saying that at all. It's, it's, the, it's the, we have the problem the other way, where we, we just afraid we're not talking enough. We're not praying long enough. We're not praying hard enough. And that's why God's not hearing me. Because we're not praying hard enough. No, Jesus said, get that out of your head. Don't, that has nothing to do with God at all, hearing your prayers. God just wants you to be honest with him to be humble with him. You know, he's not like a psychiatrist saying, okay, your session begins now. (laughs) 
and the clock is ticking and now you're done. No, he's not like that at all. He's, he wants to have fellowship with you. Um, you can spend as much time with him as you like. He's listening and waiting for you. Stop fretting about the time. Jesus at times, he prayed all night. There's other times he just prayed really briefly. The, the Father isn't worried about time. Even formal prayers aren't, aren't a problem to God because there's times Jesus quoted psalms in prayer and times the disciples did, did too. So formal prayers aren't on an on a, on a issue with God. He just wants you to spend honest time with him. Tell him your needs and talk to him in worship. Don't worry about time. And Jesus was trying to get us to stop this idea of thinking that we have to twist God's arm to do what we want. Simply more words is always a, a pagan way of thinking. But more words are not necessarily wrong, if that's what you want to say. But again, more isn't always wrong because God even hears the smallest prayer with the fewest words. The thought might cross your mind that people will not pursue God in prayer then, Pastor, if, if you keep talking this way. I think just the opposite will happen. That when I know that I'm not under a burden to have to meet some sort of standard of enough words or a certain, I don't know, a certain form in prayer, that I can just be myself as long as I'm reverent and honest with God. If I'm just reverent and honest with God, I can say as many or as few words as I want and the Father is happy with me. Amen. People who pray long prayers... Again, I think they think that's the only way God will listen. They, they, it's kind of like a... And there's nothing worse, I think, in prayer than when you feel like it's a, it's a, it's a to-do list thing where I've got to do prayer today to be spiritual. So I'm going to... So once you get your prayer time done, you check it off. Got that over, got that over with. God's not like... He's, that's the wrong kind of prayer. The, God wants you to have a relationship with Him, a prayer relationship. And so you see how this whole idea about not fretting about time really sets you free. Oh, I don't have to. God's, God knows my, my, he knows where I'm at. He knows how well, how good I am at this prayer stuff. And uh, I'm just going to be, do what I do. And I'm going to try my best. And, and uh, he will bless you for it. Amen. Second thing Jesus teaches us is, is that God knows our needs. He, well, he knows the needs of all creation. Of course, he's given us many parables about that. And guess what? He knows our needs even before we ask Him. Even before we ask Him. That seems to be a big problem for some people. And they say, well, if He knows, then why do I have to pray? Well, to say such a thing, think about it for a minute. You're undermining all kinds of the reason for having in, uh, interchange and fellowship with God. That telling Him your needs is part of the fellowship is part of the connection, is part of, of the blessing, you see. Oswald Chambers, in his book, My Upmost for His Highest, calls uh, this thing here, that God knows our needs before we even pray. He, he says, this is the root, actually, of all prayer. And again, it has to do with this principle that we... Um, think about all the times in the scriptures that talks about how God initiates things first before we do. We... You know, we love him, why? Because he first loved us, right? Uh, we found him because he first found us. We think we find him, but actually he found us first. Uh, we start getting serious about God 
because he first, he's the one that initiated the conviction in our heart. He knows our needs already. And because he's almighty. I mean, what kind of God would he be if he didn't know what my needs were, right? Um, aren't you glad he knows your needs already? Boy, I am. Because uh, by the time I hit that car in front of me, I, will, <laughs> I won't have time to pray. Hmm? The guys yesterday were glad that I was paying attention in all that wind. Weren't you delegates, you know? They were trying to distract me. You know, no, they, they, they <laughs> No. But aren't you glad? There's, there's, there's so, so many times, I'm glad God know, knows my needs because there's times when, oh boy, I don't have time to pray for this. It's, the, it's, it's today's the day, and all of a sudden the answer is there for today. The, the point that God knows our needs before we even ask, yeah, um, I'm glad he does because there's so many things I don't know to ask for and he's taking care of them for me already. But then there are lots of things that are troubling right this moment and I need to talk to him about them. I need to ask him about them. It's part of fellowship. It's part of that blessing of being a father and child relationship, isn't it? It enhances my understanding in relationship with the father and it increases my ability to hear him too. Let me just close with this third one here. Jesus' teaching on prayer simply drips. Oh, I tell you, I, this has been such a blessing to me to understand this, this third principle, and I hope it will to you. Simply drips with this surprising revelation Jesus gave us about the Father that he is eager to hear us. Isn't that amazing? He is eager to hear us. We've, we've talked about that in the past. How our Father is not a reluctant listener. He never says, oh, it's you again. What is it now? <laughs> um, it will really surprise you how much grace God has for you. When you know that God already knows your needs even before you ask, and that he is eager to hear you. That is a doorway to a close and a, gr a growing relationship with the Father. So loved ones, those are the three principles that will set you free to really experience a meaningful prayer life and to open up your, your spiritual ears. And the truth does set you free. It does set you free. When you believe what Jesus teaches, it'll set you free. All of a sudden, you'll, that you'll hear the chains falling to your feet of all the things that hindered your prayer life, maybe for years. And now, you know something new and freeing in God's Word. The chains are falling that were binding you for so long. So, God do doesn't expect you to be long-winded. Remember, He doesn't expect to be long-winded. He already knows about your entire situation, the complex or the simple, and He cares about it. And He's eager and ready and willing to listen. You will be set free. Prayer will begin to become more natural to you and personal with the one Jesus calls Abba. You'll begin to know Abba way, way better. Jesus knew that if... Um, I think if He could just pull back that veil... And let us see the heart of the Father for His children, the Father who doesn't make us beg or plead or bargain, then prayer would become much more appealing and as natural as breathing. 
Aren't you glad that God doesn't, He's not dependent upon your eloquence. He's just simply looking for a humble trust. How you think about Him really matters. This is prayer according to Jesus. Back in 1987, uh, it was a, a Sunday night. I was on a Sunday night flight um, returning from Washington, D.C. Sounds impressive, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never told this illustration ever, this, this, this true story. I've never told this, so I'm just going to glory in it for a while. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just, just joking. But I was returning from a, on a flight from Washington, D.C. It was Sunday night. I was ready to get home after a couple days of ministry there and uh, in a local church there. And I've been on several jet flights, I mean, in my ministry time. I've, we've, you know, Becky and I have flown many times. And uh, um, I pretty much knew all the routines. I, you know, you know what they do on their end. And you know, you know, the... Uh, when you take off, your ears begin to get tight, so you learn how to relieve the pressure, you know, and so you can, so the, you don't have that heart, the, the pressure, and also so you can hear people talking around you. But um, this one particular time, uh, I was, I, as we took off, there was a woman sitting next to me, and uh, again, we were just take, taking off, and uh, as we, she began to talk to me immediately, this woman, and just began chit-chatting with me immediately. And uh, I was having a hard time clearing the pressure from my ears, you know, because sometimes I have to yawn or stretch my mouth or whatever, you know, just to try to get that to pop, you know. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You, you kind of know what I'm talking about, don't you? And man, it wasn't popping. <laughs> and she kept talking and I didn't want to be rude to her. And so I was trying to hear her and uh, I was having a terrible time clearing that pressure from my ears. And, and uh, as it grew and grew, beyond anything that I've ever experienced on a, an, an, an airplane, my hearing was totally gone. I had never experienced that before. I mean, the pressure was so tight. My head was, felt like it was going to explode. But she, I looked at her and she was, her mouth was moving. I could not hear anything. <laughs> and I just kind of wish she would stop talking so I could turn and try to do something about this. But, but she was, uh, I, I mean, I was deaf, totally deaf. And uh, I was so glad when finally she stopped talking. I noticed, you know, she stopped talking. I, I was hoping that it didn't require me to say, and to answer whatever she was saying. But uh, um, maybe because I didn't answer, she thought, well, he's an idiot, so I'm not going to talk to him anymore. But um, we finally stopped. I turned my head away, and in an attempt to clear the pressure, I could not get it to leave. It stayed there the entire flight. It was the most miserable flight I've ever had on an airplane because it was just so, so tight and I couldn't get it to stop. I was finally able to clear the pressure when we began to land. <laughs> we started going down, the pressure changed, and finally I thought, what a relief. I can hear again. Oh, and that pressure is gone there. It was one of the most miserable trips in the air I've ever had. And I... You know, I think that we have that experience in prayer at times. The, the, the pressure of the world, of problems, of misplaced priorities, of just a chaotic lifestyle is simply too much to be able to hear God. It's just too much. It's too distracting. It's, it's just we can't hear Him. 
And when we have no meaningful experiences with him, when we can't hear him to minister to our souls, and prayer becomes this terrible thing, and it causes the rest of your life to be miserable too. And I hope that you will take a small amount of time each day this week just to do what Jesus says when it comes to praying to your Heavenly Father. And you'll be able to pop your ears. You know what I mean? In the morning. Start out in the morning. Just take some time with Him. I hope you will. Let's stand together. With your heads bowed. And may I ask you this, that if you maybe feel like you're in that chaotic point, or you just feel like that pressure is in your life and you're just not hearing from God these days and you just need to be refreshed you need to have your ears pop so to speak from all that pressure and you'd like to kind of start fresh like you want to say Lord I want to start with a better prayer life with you I want to invite you to come to the altar this morning I, it would be something I would do if, if I'm so miserable in prayer that nothing is working anymore I I hope I have the, the desire to come to the altar and just say, Lord, please help me. Help me to have what Jesus talked about. So, loved ones, I just want you with your, you know, if you'd like to come and pray, I'd, be, I'd love to pray with you this morning at this altar. If you want to come and just say, I want to start this, uh, I, I want to more readily, more often hear the Father speak to me by following Jesus' principles that he taught us about prayer. I want to invite you to come forward as I close us in prayer today, okay? As I close, just feel free to step out, come to the altar, and I'll pray with you. Father, today, thank you so, so very much for the, the clarity of your word. Lord, uh, we, we are unclear, but you are very clear. We, we have trouble sometimes, Father, comprehending but you know just exactly how to send the message to us to, to help us to com communicate to us. Well, I believe you've been communicating to us this morning, helping us to, to see just how clearly, how, how very practical Jesus' teaching is on helping us to have better spiritual hearing as well as to be able to have a better prayer life. Father, help us to discover that prayer is so magnificent that it... Uh, that it just brings so much joy to our life in knowing you better and knowing you more clearly. I pray that you'll help each one of your children today to grow in this part of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your kind attention today.